Amen. How many of you believe that? That song is a, it's a blessing. <clears throat> you know, it says, uh, take a look at the things that he's brought you from. Um, it's the impossible, believe it's possible. <clears throat> Amen. The, the word of the Lord says that, uh, that we are to remember the God who brought us from the land of Egypt. And the reason for that is because uh, God had delivered us with an outstretched arm. He delivered us <clears throat> with great power. And when we exit Egypt, we have a tendency to forget uh, the, the, the things that he has done so that when we're in our current situation, we begin to fret, we begin to fear, we begin to uh, uh, doubt. We begin to uh, worry. You know why? Because uh, we're getting our eyes fixed on the things that are seen. And we're not fi getting our eyes fixed on the God who is unseen. Right? <clears throat> uh, you have to put yourself in remembrance of the things that the Lord has done for you. Right? So that, that's going to take effort on your part. That's going to take um, intentionality for you to begin to draw from uh, experiences, right? Uh, things that God has done for you, times he has moved upon your heart, times that he has delivered you from a situation or delivered you from people. And then uh, the same God who has done that before is the same God that will do it again, <clears throat> right? We, we have to bank upon his promises. We have to bank upon what he has spoken in his word and 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 uh, anchor our confidence therein. The Bible is clear when it says that he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Right? So if God has spoken, it, you can be assured <clears throat> that he will... Uh, his heart is not only willing... But his power is able, right? And, and so we, we are not to foster a life of self-dependence, self-reliance, uh, um, um, you know, and, and the and you know, things alike. Um Amen. Hallelujah. I, I want to lead us in prayer. Amen. How, how many of you know that it takes intentionality, it takes effort to uh, succeed in this walk? Uh, in fact, it takes more than effort. It takes at least that, but it takes more than that because it's the effort that lays a hold of God that begins to pursue after God. But see, uh, <clears throat> you you're gonna be you're gonna come up against situations to where you feel like your effort is not enough, that your intentionality is not enough, what you give is not enough, and and it, welcome to the club, and I'll tell you why is because God allows for us to be brought to situations to where th there is no hope in what we can do. Because insofar as there remains hope in what we can do, you won't begin to hope in what God can do. And, and you can't have it both ways. Right? And, and, and the Lord wants to uh, teach us 
that to rely on self or to rely on man is a snare. Now, when I say rely on, for all intents and purposes, one cannot live a a, a, a life, uh, their life, without depending on someone to one degree or another, right? Co-workers depend upon other co-workers. CEOs depend upon those to whom they hire, all right? And so we all, to one degree or another, should depend on people, but here's the catch, not on unreliable people because the bible says in proverbs that and and i believe this is the lord right now uh, this is speaking especially to someone you have relied upon undependable people and the bible says in proverbs that to rely upon an uh, 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 an unreliable person is like to um have a broken tooth or a broken bone you it hurts to try to lean on it amen it, it, it is of no use to try to lean upon a broken leg. In fact, it's only going to hurt you. You have to stop relying upon that broken leg. And, and, and you know, and you see, here's the thing. Some relationships are beyond healing. And I, I, this is very prophetic. I don't know who this is speaking to, but, um, some relationships are beyond healing. And, and, you you can't you can't fix what God hasn't blessed. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> Slap your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Get lost. Get lost. Get get lost. Slap your neighbor. <laughs> so so some some relationships are are beyond healing and you 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 don't try to heal what god hasn't blessed you don't try to mend what the lord has not um endorsed nor do you curse what god has blessed right so it's true in the reversal see peter peter said uh you know when the lord had given peter a vision uh, uh, you know, with the four-footed beasts and the pigs and all that stuff, and a vision that came down, he says, you know, Peter, kill and eat. By the way, the, there's this camp out there, this so-called Hebrew roots movement that act like they're Jewish when they're really not. They want to prohibit people from eating pork. But here's the thing. If if God prohibited people from eating pork, then why in the world, and if, if pork was so sinful, why did Jesus provide Peter with a vision of pigs and tell them to kill and eat it? Right? So, but anyways, um, <clears throat> but but this was representative of, of, of how God was accepting the Gentiles and and Jesus told Peter, he says, don't call unclean what the Lord has made clean. In other words, don't reject what God has accepted, but by the same token, don't accept what God has rejected. Don't accept those to whom God has rejected. Amen. If you're saved, say amen.
If you're backslidden, stay silent. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just messing. Uh, but I do, I want to. I'm sorry. I want to pray now, <clears throat> and then we'll we'll get into the word. Amen. So I I want us to join in concert, and 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 go before the Lord. Amen. Uh, for God to speak to us. And now I want your hearts to, to, to join with this prayer by faith. Amen. Don't, don't become indifferent. Don't, don't, um, coast on. See, God wants you to, to be earnest, uh, for the things that he has for us. And, uh, we, we demonstrate that earnestness by our seeking of the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. So let's come before him and pray. <clears throat> Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just ask for your blessing. I ask for your presence. I ask, oh God, that your spirit would join and that you would demonstrate your power, that you would demonstrate your glory that you would provide insight, O oh God, that your word would go forth and begin to uh, heal the brokenhearted, would begin to cut out all the lies of the enemy in the minds of your people, would begin to dispel all the confusion and all of the heaviness. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that every satanic attack and every satanic uh, weapon that has been fashioned against your people would be dismantled and demolished and be broken into a thousand pieces. Father, I pray that you would root out every all wickedness from the lives of your people. Father, by the hammer of your word and by the sword of the Spirit, I pray that it would be cut off, Lord, every wicked person, every wicked scheme, every wicked snare, by the blood of Jesus and the sword of your word, O oh God. I pray, God, cut it off. Cut it off, Lord, like David cut off his enemies. <clears throat> and Father, I pray that you would begin to uh, uh, enable your people uh, to, to receive the word that goes forth today. Father, by your grace, God, grant us the ability to endure sound doctrine, to endure correction, to endure reproof. Father, I pray at this moment that the Holy Ghost would begin to descend upon your people. And Father, that there would not be a single hardened heart, Lord, that would find it difficult, Lord, to receive, Father, your word. So God, begin to uh, chisel our character. Begin to build us up in the faith and have your way, O Lord. Yes, O God, have your way. Have your way, Lord, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, O oh God. May the heavens rejoice and demons be angered. Hallelujah. Accomplish a great work this day. <coughs> Accomplish a great work, O oh Lord. Lead your people into all truth and all righteousness. Hallelujah. By your Holy Ghost. Father, teach us. Teach us to pray. Teach us to war. Teach us to not give up. Teach us to not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God in the highest. In Jesus' mighty name.
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, if you have your Bibles, um, I want to, um, I want to touch on something really quickly. I, I believe the Lord wants me to, to speak about, <clears throat> at least touch on it very briefly. Uh, Proverbs chapter one, um, verse 15, <clears throat> Proverbs chapter one, verse 15 and onward. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift. Oh. They are swift uh, to shed blood. How useless to spread <clears throat> a net where every bird can see it. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. Out in, op in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. <coughs> On top of the wall, she cries out at the city gate. She makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Now, now hold on. Um, you know, the word of the Lord here is saying, my son, don't go along with them. Don't set foot on their paths. <clears throat> so, you know, God here is addressing his people, right? And, and he's saying, look, because sometimes people, you know, believers, they, 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 their kind heart or their compassionate heart gets them into trouble. And I'll tell you why is because <clears throat> they, they they rationalize. They have a good heart but a bad mind. They say, you know, I just want to save, you know, my family members, I, and, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying that you know we shouldn't want to see our family members saved, but sometimes people do some foolish and and to be be, be very frank, some um, some stupid things, and. and and they go into situations along with particular people that are evil, that are wicked, and they end up incurring injury as a result of that. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, the, the Bible says, look, don't even, don't set foot on their paths, right? And, and you have uh, Christians who have mastered the art of what I call Christianese. You know, it, it, it's just, it sounds good. And there's a storage of all this, you know, all these verses or things that they've heard other people say. And they, they package it in such a nice way. And they say, you know, I'm just going in the trenches to, to save this person. You know, um, meanwhile, they are themselves not entirely whole. 
right? Uh, and, and what happens is sometimes the people who, who, who have a good heart, right, <clears throat> they end up falling prey to these other people and they, they, they end up following um, along in the drunkenness that they try to help someone else to come out of. They, they, they end up following, uh, falling into, you know, these sinful practices <coughs> and ways that they claimed at first they were trying to help someone uh, else get out of. And so, you know, God, you know, he doesn't want us to set our feet on the path of, of people that are wicked. Amen. Because what that will then do is become a snare to you. It will become a trap to you, right? <coughs> and look at what it says. Don't go along with them. Don't set foot on their paths. For their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. You know, I remember when I was a younger believer. And, and now, for me, when, when God delivered me from drugs and all that other stuff, <clears throat> you know, it, it was one of those things that I just wasn't tempted with at all, um, in the slightest. And so, but when I first, so the, the issue wasn't me falling back into sin. You know, I, I wasn't tempted when it had come to drugs, but I was so excited to share my faith with, with the people, with my old friends. Right. And, and I would tell them once, I'll tell them twice. And I, I, I would keep trying to minister to them each and every day because it was a habit for me to to kick it with them every day right so so i was still used to that but now i'm not i'm not smoking drugs i'm not doing all this stuff with them <clears throat> but meanwhile you know even though i'm not sinning i'm I, i'm wondering why my spirit is feeling grieved but you know my, my head had to catch up to what the holy ghost was telling me because even though my intentions were right to try to preach the gospel to them, I was doing it around them while they were getting drunk and smoking weed. You, you know, so that's not wise. That That's not what we're supposed to be doing. You understand? So, you know, sometimes you, you can meet danger and meet uh, um, be met with danger by by that sort of rationalization. Do you understand? <clears throat> No one understands. <laughs> Amen. Um, Amen. So, you know, we, we want to not fall prey to that line of reasoning. Um, the Bible says that uh, the those who are wise, a wise man, um, no, a, compa a fool keeps, a com uh, keeps companionship with fools. Right? <clears throat> a companion of fools shall be utterly destroyed, but he that walks with wise men shall become wise. <coughs> so, you know, the, the company you keep has to uh, uh, correspond with the, the doctrine that you believe. Right? And, and sometimes some believers are so afraid that they're going to become what, you know, I I think a lot of liberal, lukewarm Christians have called self-righteous Christians. 
When it's not that they're self, it's not that you're self righteous for kicking certain people out of your life. It's that you are righteous, and that's why you're doing it. But see, the thing is, the lukewarm and liberal Christians who don't want to give certain things up feel intimidated by your righteous living, so they'll try to project these false narratives on you and make you feel bad when your life is shining light on them and their behavior, and they don't want to feel bad. <clears throat> you know, um, so, someone's, if you see the books behind me, there's this quote that says, you can know a man by the books he reads. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. So you're not going to see Joel Olstein on my, you know, bookshelf. You're not going to see, you know, certain authors who um uh they they just don't they don't preach the word. Um right? You're not going to see that because that's not me. And by the same token, you know, a, a man is identified by the fr- the, com- the the company he keeps. So what company are you keeping? See, you're not the Holy Ghost. You're not God. You you see, you're not called to save the people. Is that understood? <clears throat> that doesn't mean that we start hating people. That doesn't mean that. It means you got to protect your life. It means that you got to be careful about who you welcome into your circle, who you welcome into your sphere. And and I'll tell you what, there are some people who even claim to be brother and sister, <clears throat> but who will lead you out of the will of God because they are undiscerning or they are spiritual or they are flat out selfish. <clears throat> right? Not everybody who who claims to be a Christian is one indeed. You know, and, and so you, you have to be mindful of the fact that <clears throat> some people, they don't care about your life. They don't care about your walk. They just care about themselves. And so if that means that uh, they can benefit with uh, uh, from you as long as you guys walk together. And if you fall into a ditch, they're leaving you there and they're continuing on. That's what they will do. Right? <clears throat> See, there, there, there are only three people in your life. There are those who are for you, those who are for what you're for, and there are those who are against what you're against. See, sometimes you, you will mistake people who are only for what you are for to be for you when they're not for you. Because they can quote the Bible, they can say, oh, you know, Jesus that, or, the, you know, they can talk a really good... Uh, um, you know, they can talk really good, but when, when push comes to shove, they are not there in your corner. <clears throat> and, and, and the, you know, I'll tell you what, you, you know, people who have been violated emotionally have it twisted. You know why? Because a lot of times they migrate towards people that are bad for them, 
right? And they'll stick around in their, their corner, but then they will forsake those who are actually godly, who are for them, not looking to take from them, looking to give everything to them, but yet that person will forsake that good man or that good woman who will stick in their corner. You know why? Because a lot of times people who have been abused emotionally, who have been violated, <coughs> they don't even have a good standard for themselves anymore. So they just expect to be treated like trash. But I'm here to tell you that that's not what you're to be taking. And don't slap Bible verses and theology onto it in order to justify you being a doormat. You got this rubbish theology out here today that is, is saying, be okay with being a doormat. I'm not okay with being a doormat. I, I, I'm not going to be a doormat because I'm not a doormat. God didn't call me to be the tail. He called us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. So if there's anybody that's under, it's not me. I'm above. And so now if we're above, that means there has to be somebody under. And the people under are not the beloved of God. It's the enemies of God. Amen. But people don't like that sort of talk because they think that you're you're speaking this hateful, militant Christianity. It's not hateful, militant Christianity. It's biblical Christianity. But we're so subnormal that when we begin to identify the church that is normal, we think it's abnormal. Oh, no. You know why? Because we, we see a lot of people who, 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 who are not true spiritually minded who haven't been taught the word here in the evangelical western world so so we've been so conditioned by those sorts of preachers that when someone actually begins to preach the truth we think that person is crazy <clears throat> no I i'm here to tell you today that our god is a God of war. And if you have been joined with him and you are in his army, right? He is a God that fights for you and expects for you to fight. Now, if we are fighting, you know, I remember back in the day, there was a lot of people, <laughs> they loved to talk a lot about how good they were at fighting. But all they did was beat the air. All they did was shadow box. They never, they never demonstrated their so-called skills in real life, right? And, and, and someone who actually knew how to fight, right, could be able to see through that and say, you don't know how to fight, right? But the point that I'm making is as the church, we're not just called to beat the air. Now, if we're not called to beat the air, that means there is an object of our beating, Right? And so that object are the enemies of God. <clears throat> if there's a battle and there's a fight, 
It takes two parties to fight. You cannot fight yourself. And you cannot fight the air. So if there is a fight and there's a war that we always speak of, then there are there are, there's another party. Right? And it just so happens, see, when, when we speak about the moves of God, do you know the moves of God are not independent from men? We we act so spiritual and, and we act so religious, right? We claim to be spiritual, but we're so religious where we're like, oh, you know, you know, uh, we think that God is going to do everything apart from man. God doesn't do things apart from men. You know, when God is going to move on a territory, you know who he uses? He uses ministers to go and minister to that territory so that there can be a move of God there. And for the same token, when we speak of the demoniac and we speak about demons doing things, you know who they use? It's never disassociated from people. So, so yeah, demons can whisper, you know, in your ear apart from, you know, using an individual. But by and large, they're using, you know, children of the devil to vex your life, to torment your life, to get your life off course so that you don't fulfill the will of God. Amen. <clears throat> and, and and here here we are. We've been taught to pinch their cheeks and say, "You cute little devil, you." You know, and and we just readily accept these people in our lives. No. Amen. Somebody. Let me uh let me show you 1 Corinthians chapter I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6 <clears throat> I'm sorry 2 Corinthians yeah 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 <clears throat> You know, let, let's begin at um, verse 11, okay? Just to give it a little more context. 1 Corinthians, uh, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts also. You know, Paul is, you know, the Corinthians were a stubborn, arrogant, proud, selfish, immature uh, group of people. Do you know that? He told, for, Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you know, he said, I can speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, for you are yet babes. And, and you know, they, they try to discredit Paul's ministry. They try to speak against him. They, they wouldn't sow into him. They were an immature, uh, entitled uh, brats. That's what the Corinthians were. <clears throat> and they were accusing Paul saying, you know, this guy, you know, uh, he's not impressive. His speech amounts to nothing. And yet his letters are so weighty, you know. And then not only that, they were entertaining these false super apostles. Right, that were that were uh, uh, ministers of the devil. Okay, and so he's saying, "Look, 
I've freely spoken to you. I've, I've imparted my life to you. And yet you are closed off. Remember what I was saying earlier, that it's the people of God sometimes that they end up sticking in the corner of those who are abusive, who will lead you out of the will of God, and you're always hitting up their phone saying, yeah, are we going to kick it? Or you be on the phone with them for two hours, and yet, and, and, and you'll open up every single one of their messages, and yet when it comes to uh, uh, someone in the Lord who actually cares about you, who wants to lead you into the will of God, you, you, uh, you ignore everything they got to say. You ignore them altogether. <clears throat> you you close yourself off to the one to whom God has sent, but you open yourself up to the people whom uh, the devil has sent. If you were as committed uh, uh, in the reversal, closing yourself off to those to whom the devil has sent and opening your heart unto those to whom God has sent, then your life would look a whole lot different. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amen. And I don't say I don't say this to beat anybody up. I, I'm I'm saying this because you know we we have to. Unfortunately, the devil has conditioned certain people when they lived in the world. <clears throat> to hate themselves and to lower their standards. And, 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 you know, the devil wants to warp our thinking to, to where we've been, to where we con we're conditioned to believe that I, des I deserve trash like this in my life. I deserve trashy people like this in my life. And, you know, if you're not careful... You know, the devil will begin to speak into your ear and say, well, you know, hey, um, you're you're um, you got to give back to God. This is your punishment. Keep enduring it. You know, it, it, or some sort of stuff like that. When the Lord wants to break you free from those uh, uh, ungodly, wicked relationships. <clears throat> Amen. God is the, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. See, Jesus Christ has come to set the captives free, not to keep you in your prison a little bit longer so you can pay for your sins. Is that understood? <clears throat> right, so he says, open wide our, uh, 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 he says, uh, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and open wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you're withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, open wide your hearts also. <clears throat> and then look at what he says in verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? <clears throat> what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate 
says the Lord, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Amen. So, that word fellowship in the Greek is um, koinonia. <clears throat> and it, may, it means things in common. Right? So, so th- there, there is nothing that we have in common with the unbeliever, with, with the wicked. Right? We have nothing in common with them. <clears throat> right? And, and Paul is saying, look, I don't want you yoked with unbelievers because the temple of God has no association. There's nothing in common with the temple of God and the temple of idols, right? You you can't you can't take a, a, a prostitute and 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 you you shouldn't be yoking yourself to a prostitute, right? <clears throat> Amen, somebody. Because the 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 evil that that person carries, and and the wickedness that they carry that they carry will funnel into your life. <clears throat> Amen. You know, we 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 have believed some stupid stuff today. I'll tell you, you know, there's, there are Christians I've seen in the past, they, they welcome a complete stranger into their home who is drug addicted. And, and God's demons in the name of, of fulfilling the Great Commission. That's stupid. And, and I'll tell you why. Because... See, even God has conditions for people to come into his house. So if God has conditions, you're told and expected to not have any. God doesn't allow anybody into his house. The Bible says, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? He that, but he that has clean hands and if your heart and has not sworn uh, unto idols. Right? You know, because in the name of compassion, you will do some things that will incur uh, an irrevocable injury in your life. And then what happens is you end up blaming God when God didn't tell you to do some things. It was people who've misspoken for God that told you to do things that God has never spoken on. Amen. God is not a socialist. He's not commanding us to work hard for lazy people, for for people who don't do for themselves, and people who just want to uh, mooch and leech off of you. No, God is not a socialist. He he, he is a a king who uh, is a ruler of a theocracy. Amen. Am I speaking Chinese to the rest of you or what? <laughs> um, no. 
you know, it, I'm not saying don't ever help anybody, but you know, <clears throat> what I've learned is that the I'll I'll help someone maybe. I'll think about it, you know, if I want to, I want to, if I don't, I don't, right, if someone, if say a homeless man asks me for money, you know, if they say you got money, I'm like, yeah, but it's for me, <laughs> I earned this, and people will think that that's being selfish, and it's not selfish, now there are times that God does, you know, move on my heart and, and but God spoke to me and said, you know, a uh, and it may not even be for a homeless man. It might be for a neighbor, it might be for someone, you know, maybe it's a single mom that is, you know, a neighbor to us and she's struggling, right? You know that sort of deal. <clears throat> but but here's the thing is um you, I'm not an enabler. I won't enable someone's laziness. I won't enable someone's incompetency. I won't enable that. If you want to eat, okay, I'll give you a fish one time. But if you come back the second time, you have one option or one of two options. Get lost or stay around and I'm going to teach you how to fish. Does that make sense? Because you're not you're not going to sap my resources if you never want to learn how to fish. So either you know, hey, the the first one was kindness and generosity. The second one is okay. You're coming around. I see that there's a bigger problem. You want me to help fix it, but it requires for you to be taught how to teach. Uh, for you to be taught how to fish. Oh, you don't want to do that. Okay, well neither do I want to give you fish. You see how this works? And so, you know, amen? <clears throat> you are a limited human being and, and you can't afford to allow your resources, resources uh, to go to everybody. You know why? Because those same resources... That God has given you, right? He he he's expecting you, right, to give uh, to to be resp a responsible steward over what God has given you. And if you're squandering it on people who are bottomless pits and not giving it to those to whom will, will give a return for your investment, then you're being a bad steward. Right? Remember the parable where Jesus gave talents to certain people? And 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 the last servant did nothing with the talent that he was given. And then what did the 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 the, the, the steward give um the guy who gave the talents uh tell the last steward? He says, Look, you should have at least put this in the bank so I could have acquired interest, but you didn't do that. You just buried it and did nothing with it. Right. <clears throat> but look at what the other guys did. They made investments with the talents that they were given and they ended up having more than they originally did. Does that make sense? <clears throat> you 
you know, let me let me say this too. You know, today we're living in a day and age where everybody's trying to get rich quick. And I believe it happens sometimes. But a lot of times for the people who do, it ends up becoming a bad thing. And I'll tell you why. Because, because when people get rich overnight and they didn't have character to begin with, you know, and they haven't gone through the long process of suffering, enduring, uh, uh, you know, taking a little here, investing there. They, they, they kind of, they don't appreciate the process because there wasn't one really. And, and, and if they, if they uh, amass such a, you know, significant wealth overnight, a lot of times that money ends up destroying people. But for those who had taken a little here, a little there, and began to make incremental and uh, and progressive investments, they began to to grow into that position. They begin to grow into that wealth to where it's not this rapid thing overnight that will end up destroying you. Because a lot of times people who want to bypass process will end up getting destroyed once they get to where they wanted to go all along. Right? That's why when people, even if they are called to preach, a lot of times people, they don't wait on God. They don't even get discipled. They don't get fathered in the faith. And then they snatch microphones, right? They snatch pulpits because they they end up uh, um, self-promoting themselves to certain places and they're not ready and they end up hurting people and they end up hurting themselves. <clears throat> Paul says, I don't, I, I don't allow for a novice, in other words, a recent convert to, to, to uh, assume uh, um, eldership, right? So, you know, we, we have to respect the process that God desires to bring us through. If you want to bypass it, you will end up incurring injury for yourself. Does that make sense? And what I've learned just from, you know, reading things and, and listening things from people who, who've acquired wealth over time, it was progressive, you know, sacrificial, discipline, and it was progressive, you know, investments that were made. And that and it began to compound interest and, and over time and and they grew into it, right? And this is what Proverbs says, get rich quick schemes says uh, uh, that uh, wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but with righteousness, there is a sure reward. Right? <clears throat> if, if, and this applies almost to everything else in life. If it's really quick, it probably ain't from God. If you, if you got married quick, if you got put in the ministry quick, if you gain wealth quick, it because look at Jesus had 30 years of preparation and only three years of manifestation. Right? So, you know, God, look at Joseph, look at all the patriarchs, look at Abraham. God had taken a lot of people through process. Amen. And now it's your duty to begin to trust the Lord during that time and not to lean on to your own understanding and become wise in your own eyes and say, you know what, God is kind of taking here a, a little long here. I'm going to help him out here because, you know, I don't think he knows what he's doing. <clears throat> in other words, the pot is telling the potter that he doesn't know how to make pottery. <laughs> 
Excuse me. Right? I hope you guys aren't depressed. <clears throat> so, you know, God, he, he's saying here in verse 17, come out from them and be separate. Be separate from the people who don't love you. Be separate from the <clears throat> wicked people who will sabotage your life. And feel no remorse either for it. You know, sometimes it will hurt. Sometimes, you know, it might be a family member. It might be a cousin. It might be, you know, I, I don't know who it is. But, you know, it, it might it might uh, sting you a little bit. It might hurt your heart. But you got to do what's good for your walk with the Lord. And and don't allow anybody to begin to uh, guilt you and say, but I thought you were a Christian. Oh, I thought Jesus ate with sinners. People fail to realize that the sinners he ate with were the sinners that were following him. They, le they left their, their tax booths from uh, exploiting other people and they began to follow him. That's what they don't understand. <clears throat> and not only that, that was in the context of Jesus rebuking the, the self-righteous Pharisees who thought they were righteous within themselves. And so, you know, the author just kind of, he, he kept with the word sinner to kind of rub it in the face of the self-righteous. When in all actuality, they were being cleaned up and healed and helped by Jesus. Right? Because Jesus says, I've come, you know, for the sick. Right? For, for the healthy need not a doctor. Right? And so, so Jesus was helping them. And, and they were forsaking their ways. They didn't want to stay that way. Does that make sense? <clears throat> And, and sometimes you you people want to be the voice of reason for the unreasonable people who are unreasonable. They don't want to hear the word of the Lord, or they even might say that they're a Christian, but they don't want to hear anything about God, right? Or they think they know it all, right? You know, let them do what they're gonna do. Right, and hopefully God will use pain to educate them. But even then, if that doesn't suffice, then how are you going to get through to, to them? The Bible says that, you know, a foolish servant won't be corrected with mere words. Right? You know, I, I've especially learned this working in, in schools. These kids don't learn with lectures. <laughs> they don't. They're like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh, -huh, yeah. Raise my hand, uh -huh, oh yeah. And and it's not getting through to them. Does that make sense? And, and you know what you have to use? You have to use pain, right? Which is discipline, whatever that means for them, lunch detention or whatever. 
and in some cases, positive reinforcements. So, and that begins to corral them like cattle in the direction that you want them to go. Other than that, they won't go. And this is what God says. Don't be like the mule who will not be guided unless you use bit and bridle, right? Because God wants to be a, God wants a relationship to you with you to where he can just say something and you will do it voluntarily to where there are no external pressures that are needed to, to corral you into the right direction. God will use it, right? But, but he prefers to just speak the word and you say, yes, Lord, whatever it is, I will do that. <clears throat> Does that make sense? You know, I'll tell you what. I've seen some of the most religious people are those that will cry and they'll sob. And I'm not saying that, trust me. I love crying in the presence of the Lord. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not discouraging that. But one of the things that I really dislike seeing are the people who will cry and they'll, they'll you know during worship and all that stuff, and yet are the same people that that can't be told anything because you know true spirituality is determined. Not by how much you break down and cry. Yes, it's a beautiful thing to be in the presence of the Lord and get ministered to. <clears throat> but you know how it's determined? Is when, when you're told something that you don't like. You don't like to hear it. And, and can you still, right, can you still uh, 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 show up? Can you still, right? Can you receive that correction and, 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 and purpose not to get bent out of shape as a result of that? You know, th this is why, <clears throat> for example, be uh, before I, I let people on the group, you know, and there are some exceptions where God will speak to me in advance, say, no, let this person go early, right? And I'll, okay, but normally I'll allow people for a period of time before I welcome them on the group. And I'll tell you why, because people are like, yes, I'll be there. Yes, you know, hey, you know, and, and all this stuff. Yeah, I, you know, I want to grow. Yeah, I want to be taught the word. And then the first thing they hear that they don't like, they jet. So I don't want to welcome people on who don't have the capacity to hear correction because the first thing that they hear that they don't like, they'll, they'll get ghost. <clears throat> no, no, I, I'm a, I'll just watch YouTube. <laughs> it don't work that way. You, you know, I'll tell you why. You, you contact that person on YouTube for prayer uh, uh, when you're in need, <clears throat> go ahead, do that, but you can't, right? Uh, or, or see, people fail to realize 
that the majority of your growth, yes, comes through prayer. Yes, comes through Bible. But it's not going to come through YouTube. It's going to come through the one to whom God has linked you together with to help facilitate that growth in your life. Let, let me show you something. Does that make sense? Look, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. <clears throat> you know, and, and the unfortunate thing today, you know, something like this sounds so foreign. Because we're told that we don't... We're we're told to be independent. That's what we're told to be. Just be independent. Right? And and no, that's that's not biblical. <clears throat> but first Corinthians chapter four, verse fourteen. I, I want you guys to pay careful attention. Um Okay, so we're gonna read. I'm reading from the NIV if in, if in fact you want to follow along. It says, I'm writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Let's stop there first of all. <clears throat> okay, so I want you to begin to think about the relationship of a father and or a mother and their children. Just think about it. How and and, and try to you know maybe some of us has had abusive parents. I, I don't want you to think about that. You know I want you to think about the positive aspects or things that you, certain elements that are within that that relationship that that is you know that should be there right <clears throat> how is it how is the interaction is the children telling the parents what to do or is it the parents that are before the children saying hey look don't go this direction hey son look listen to me um, I want you to start doing this. And and for the good parents that you know loved you, you don't question their motives, right? You know that they care about you, even when they tell you things that are hard. And, you know, don't don't go with those uh, those punks. Don't go with those no good for nothings, right? They're gonna ruin your life, mijo. <laughs> Right? Oh, come on, somebody. And and di didn't at times you get angry with your parents? I, I, I don't know about you, but you you know what? When I was younger, you know who all, you know who, you, see, here's the thing. When, when kids start getting to the age where they start wanting to think for themselves, they, they start showing contempt for their parents if they're not careful and then they begin to become attracted to the person who allows them to do what they want. Oh, you know, their parents uh, give us this. They give us that. They, you know, they allow us to eat a bunch of junk at their house. Or they allow us to watch uh, polluted and filthy movies. Why can't we do that here? And, and, and that's what happens with immature children is they become attracted to the person that allows them to do whatever, right? Meanwhile, you as the parent understand, man, if my kid just understood 
and just listen to my advice, they would not be in the mess they are in. And so in the same way, see, Paul is not using this to be poetic. He's not using this language to just sound cute, right? Or he's not a, you know, an English major and just wants to sound very good on, you know, in, in writing. No, that's, that's not, that's, you know, he's using this language purposefully. So when he says, I warn you as my dear children, Right? That's how Paul sees himself because that's who he is in truth. He's a father to them. Right? Um, now, of course, it's assumed that he's supposed to love them as, as his children. Right? But and, and let, let, me, let me tell you what. People don't like this. You know why? Because especially as Christians, once we become adults... We don't we don't want to relive what we already went through. <laughs> you can say amen to that. The adults don't want to relive what they've already went through as kids. I'm an adult. I can do what, you know. Okay, but you got to understand that's 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 pride speaking right that's that's rebellion that rises up right and and, and so you know and you may even be you know you may even be older than the one that's leading you in in the faith but see you got to understand that there is spiritual intelligence and there's natural intelligence and they're both important and there is something to be said about age, and I respect, you know, people who are older than me, right? I I respect that, um, you know, um, or or it it might even be that um, they're of a different culture than you. But 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 God has assigned this person to help lead you in the faith, right? Amen. Um, and I understand it can be hard. I understand that. But I'm I'm laying this groundwork here because I need you to understand. And I, I I'm a, I'm gonna just say it. I'm not just brother to you guys. Yes, I'm your brother in the Lord. But I, I'm helping to lead you in God. I don't say that arrogantly. <clears throat> I don't say that pridefully. Right? And, and and I believe that over three years now, I have proven myself. I've never exploited anybody. I never have embarrassed anybody. I've never belittled anybody. I've never hurt anybody. My 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 phone has always been open. I've always been an open book. Everybody has always been able to get to me, whether morning, noon, or night. Right? Every time, I, uh, and I don't say this to throw it in anybody's face. Anytime I've been reached out for prayer, what have I done for you?
Because I, I, I love you guys. <clears throat> and so, and, and look at what Paul says. And this is, th these are my words to you. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. <clears throat> Even if you had, you know, all, all these, you know, sermons to watch on YouTube. You know, I, I became your father in the faith. I became, you know, your, your pastor in the, in the Lord. And I hold that, you know, honorably, right? And, and so <clears throat> I, I say that because, look, God, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want there to be a fatherless generation because that's precisely what I'm seeing as a current trend within the Christian faith. There are so many believers out there that are in, entertaining all these different voices. And you know what happens? They end up becoming confused and they're, they're, they're lost, because they say, well, this guy said that, and this guy over here said this, but this person over here said this, right? Well, what do you expect? You know, co-parenting, by the way, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to a kid, let, let's say, you know, a mother and a father divorce, uh, a wife and a husband, and now they have to share uh, 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 guardianship with this kid. You know what then happens? There's division because there are two visions now. Right? What is division? It's divided vision. It's double vision. So there's this home over here. There's this home over here. So when they go to mama's house, mama's telling them something that daddy's over here telling them something different. Why do you think they divorced in the first place? Because there was division. Right? They got two visions. They got two different worldviews. Now the kid is confused. Amen. a confused child <clears throat> and what happens if you just multiply that right oh but you know the Calvinist over here said this and then the Molinist over here said this but the Mormons said oh you know and then you become discombobulated and confused and you don't even know if you're a Christian anymore what is Christianity? <laughs> you you know why? Because I've been there. I've been there as a younger believer, listening to all these different things, and, and, and then I, I became confused. Like, what the heck do I believe anymore? Right? <clears throat> Does this make sense? <clears throat> and, and let me let me say this too look I, I need you to hear i need you to hear even beyond the words i need you to hear my heart on this because i need you to understand this okay if you have a severe issue in your body you you, you know what you've been conditioned to do first thing you've been conditioned to do is go to google 
You know what you're doing is you're opening up yourself to a lot of people who speak as experts but are not. Now, you might, you, you might come across someone who does know what they're talking about. I'm not saying you can't. But everybody on the internet hasn't earned the right to speak. <clears throat> right? So, so guess what? If I, if I'm a, if, if I want to know issues about my heart, you know where I'm going to go to? I'm going to go to a heart surgeon. <laughs> I'm not going to go to someone on Google who think because they watch two YouTube videos that they're qualified to tell me what's wrong with my heart. <laughs> you understand that? And and so I I want you to understand that similarly in the faith, just because someone gets behind a camera doesn't mean that they have earned that they're even qualified to speak in the name of the Lord. Right? And 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 you might fall prey to being misled. So <clears throat> for example, Marcus Rogers. I know I know people might hate me for this. But why is he keeping company with some guy doing uh, pr uh, practicing astral projection and teaching that at will he can leave his body and begin to spy on you? And, and Marcus Rogers is familiar with it. You know what he does? He turns a blind eye to it. Oh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you know, we got to keep unity in the body. You know what I'm saying? Because all them haters, that, that's all he ever talks about. My hater is this, my hater is that. Right. And, and, and so so, you know, we're, we're keeping company with people like that. Right. Or, or Lovi, everybody's bedazzled by Lovi. And yet he's teaching third eye and his, you know, his spiritual father is passion Java fruit. And and um, and who's a is a is guilty of idolatry, you know, making a bunch of money off of, off of, off the people of God, exploiting the people of God, and then going on his videos and boasting about all his gold iPhone, his gold, uh, this, his Lamborghini, his mansion, and then making it rain with money. That's what he's doing. And then his spiritual father is Bishop Noel Jones, who back in 2012, you know, made this uh, uh, horrific uh, 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 mocking film called Preachers of L.A. And you got guys like Dietrich Haddon and other jokes on there making a mockery of Christianity, making a mockery of, 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 of the ministry of these guys, right, divorcing with their wives and then go linking up with another woman. Like, like their whole life is on exposure, making a mockery of ministry. It's ridiculous. And that's their spiritual lineage. Lovi is connected to Passion Java uh, Soft Fruit. And then he's connected with uh, Bishop Noel Jones, who, who is the dude of uh, Preachers of L.A. So, so you just trace your ancestry line. Your spiritual ancestry line. And that tells you everything you need to know. And yet Marcus Rogers is keeping company with guys like that. Right? <clears throat> so, you know, and guys practicing astral projection. 
And so just because they have big names and all that stuff, you got to be careful about these people who, who put a little bit, a little uh, leaven that leavens the whole lump. Is that understood? And, and you know the reason, I, here and there I might talk about it on, on social media and stuff like that. But the reason why I don't constantly publish stuff like that is because I'm not accountable for other people. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I expound these truths to you because I, I want you to be aware of it. But, I, you know, so I, I'm not trying to witch hunt and, and make all these exposed YouTube videos and all that stuff. So, <clears throat> but, you know, the point in case is that you got to be careful about, you know, the, the, the people that uh, you listen to. Is that understood? And, and the, the, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I believe that, you know, people can start off genuine, but they end up allowing things like fame or whatever it is to begin to detour them into a different path in God, uh, not in God, but away from God, away from what God wants them to do. <clears throat> Oh, and then not to mention the Greg Locke guy who, who made so much money off of the uh, the get out in Jesus name. A lot of this stuff is just about money. And, and by the way, he, he doesn't even he he just recently got introduced to deliverance. He used to be a, a, a extreme fundamentalist, independent Baptist. That's why that's why if you hear him preach, you hear that that sort of. Uh, angry old southern preacher in him because he came from the independent fundamentalist baptist camp and he don't know uh anything about deliverance he's only regurgitating what other people what he's heard other people talk about but he's made a lot of money off of that uh that movie that came out anyways <clears throat> so And I know, I know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there because I, I want to get back to the word, <clears throat> but it says here, look, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me for this reason. I have sent to you, Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. All right. So look, um, you know, yesterday I had some guy try to get on my live when I was teaching on Instagram. And I told him, look, dude, I don't know who you are. I don't, I don't give anybody, just anybody of a, a voice on my platform. I don't know you. And he kept trying to rejoin. And I said, dude, get out of here. Like, wh what are you doing? <laughs> he kept trying to join for like 30 minutes straight. Now, now I say that. Why am I saying that? <clears throat> because Paul says, look, I'm teaching certain things in the church, right? But, but, and he said, look, look at what he says again. 
I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. So every church that Paul went to had a consistent doctrine, right? So, but what happens when there is no definition to doctrine? Then, then it opens the door for all these other teachings and ideas to segue into the church to cause division and confusion. And so that's why, you know, someone might seem mean if they're very sharp and say, nah, man, um, no, we don't teach that here. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know what you're trying to do, but that's not tolerated here. People like that are considered mean when in fact God expects for for that to be the protocol because God doesn't want his church contaminated by false doctrine and by wolves. Does that make sense? Okay, if if you don't understand, then please tell me you allow other ideas into your home because I assure you, you don't. Who taught you that, boy? Your son comes in saying something you didn't teach them. Tell me, who, who, who has your ear? Who taught you that? Mama didn't teach you that, right? I remember some years back when I was in a college class, there was this lady, she said that she doesn't discipline her children. That she, she don't correct them. I'm like, Either you're lying or you're what you're going to ruin your children that way. Because if you're not correcting them, someone else will. And it just might be the LGBT who says it's a bad thing for you to say there's only male and female, right? <clears throat> if you ain't discipling your children, guess who will? The devil will. You know, I, I, I Amen. Some of y'all following? You know, I, I'm I'm honored that that my son. He he's five years old. He's already talking about heaven. That it's going to be exciting to 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 you know because he came he he, you know it broke my heart. He he we we put him down to bed one night, and he 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 told he's told my wife he says, "Mama, I I don't want you to get old. What happens when we get old?" You know, and, you know, well, we're all going to pass away. We're going to, you know, and that he, that broke his heart and he got sad, you know, and, and uh, I understand why, you know, no one, no one wants to go on, especially if you have amazing parents whom you love, right? But we said, but we'll be in heaven and there won't be pain there. We won't be afraid there. There won't be any bad guys there. And 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 he was so excited, you know, and he says, Are other people going there? And, you know, will our family be there? And and that's where, you know, we were teaching, but we gotta pray because, you know, not everybody will go there because some people don't want to. But we have to pray that Jesus will open their hearts so that they, you know, they, they open they accept Jesus Christ and they go to be with the Lord. And and so he was just so excited talking about, you know, 
the 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 you know there won't be pain there will be this and you know and 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 at night <clears throat> you know he prayed right that uh, um, our, our family would would accept the Lord now I say that with honor because you know why because I don't allow him to watch trash I don't allow and you know what when he watches you know something and, and there is a scary thing. You know, uh, uh, he, he turns it off. He he don't he don't he don't do it. He don't do any of that. And one time he slipped up, and you know what he did? He confessed his sins in prayer. Said, "Jesus, I'm sorry that I watched a scary thing." <laughs> it's beautiful. He was remorseful, and he's only five. So you know what? You know what that says. We don't need to have to give our kids a bunch of cotton candy to teach them Jesus and bribe them with all this stuff because I didn't do it for my son and look at where he's at. But you know what? We're so unspiritual in the church today that we got to give them a, a, a donut and, and, and package everything in, in a Mario theme and all this other stuff. No. You know, I've seen kids at you know eight years old crying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. They're human beings like us. And if John the Baptist got filled with the Holy Ghost at the womb, then please don't tell me your son or your daughter is too young to know the Lord. Amen. I'm not I'm not lowering the standard for your children. I'm I'm raising the standard for your children. Right? You know why? Because we want to raise up godly offspring that will not depart from the Lord. We don't want them to have to go through what we went through. We don't have we don't want them to go down alcoholism and drugs and all these other things. Amen. We want to raise up godly offspring that know the Lord that are strong in God. Amen. <clears throat> so this is why it's imperative, you know, young ladies for those of you who haven't gotten married yet, and maybe, you know, maybe you, you, you were and messed up and, you know, want to, you know, find someone new that, that loves God. Look, make sure that you get the right person because, you know, you, you want that home base to be so firm and settled so that when children do come in the picture, they're, they're not giving uh, divided visions. They're not divided, Right. But they're, 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 they, the home is a safe haven. You have a godly uh, uh, marriage. And they're taught upright so, so that you don't have to correct the mistakes later. That makes it, it ends up making it harder. Because, <clears throat> you know, once you lay a foundation, it's hard. And then you construct a building. It's hard to go back in there and then reconstruct that foundation, destroy that foundation and lay a new one and keep the same building. That's a whole lot harder. You want when you start off, you start off right. Amen. Now, if you haven't started off right, uh, understand that God still can help you out. But we it makes it a whole lot easier once we start off right. Does that make sense?
but we'll be coming to a close here. Um, <clears throat> let me let me show you this real quick in uh, Revelation. You want to turn your Bibles to Revelation. <clears throat> Come on, what is this up? Let, let's look at uh, Revelation chapter 2. Verse uh, 18. <clears throat> to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating of food sacrificed to idols. So look at right here. God, Jesus is, is, is reprimanding, is rebuking his church for tolerating Jezebel. But do you know what? Uh, uh, so we see that Jesus doesn't love us tolerating wicked teaching and wicked people. Do you see that? He, he, he's saying, look, I have this against you. Why, why are you tolerating? So you know what toleration means? It doesn't necessarily mean participation. Oh, but you know, I'm not doing it. No, but, but you're tolerating it. Right? In other words, you're putting up with it. So you don't fully agree with it yourself. Right? But you're tolerating. You're, you're kind of like Marcus Rogers. He's tolerating astral projection. I, I have this against you. Right? And, and what does Jesus say? He also says to another church here in Revelation, he says, you hate the, tick, the teaching of the Nicolaitans, which I do also hate. So Jesus actually ends up commending another church for saying, hey, you hate their teaching. You hate their doctrine. I also hate it. So that means that when it comes to all these false teachings and stuff like that, we are not to have toleration for it. Right? And now going back to what I, uh, the Lord was uh, uh, prompting me to speak on earlier, the same applies for wicked people. We are not to tolerate wicked people in our lives. Um. <clears throat> Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. <clears throat> uh, 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 look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. But now I'm writing to you <coughs> so that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, 
a drunkard or swindler, do not even eat with such people. Right? Now, certainly there's a difference between someone who is struggling and says, I want free from this. That's not what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about the people who have made this their lifestyle and they are unrepentant. I'm not going to repent from this. I don't need a change. Right? There's a difference between wanting free from sin and another thing from accepting this sin and, and leading others in the church along with you. Saying, hey, you know, you know, st start sleeping with a bunch of people in church and stuff like that. That No. So, you know, it, it, look at what it says. Verse 13. God will judge those outside, expel the wicked person from among you. So, you know, Paul is actually drawing from Deuteronomy. And, and in Deuteronomy, he was speaking about stoning people. But but in the church, he's taking that verse and its application for us now, for the elders, is to excommunicate uh, uh, people coming in with false teaching and causing divisions in the church, hurting the church of God with, with immorality, right? And to excommunicate. Does that make sense? Um, again, I, I, I want to stress the fact because you might say you might think to yourself, but you know I'm not perfect. I, I'm still trying to overcome this. Again, the attitude of the heart is especially what matters unto God. Because if you want free from something, you're not going to leave the church and go go where? Where are you going to go to? Right? You're going to want to go there. But the person who is carrying willingly wickedness and doesn't want free is the person that will begin to harm the church of God. Does that make sense? I, I want to turn to one, one last passage. Acts 20. <clears throat> Excuse me. Acts chapter 20, verse 25. This will be the last passage we read. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I'm innocent of the blood of any of you. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Now, or, or as the KJV puts it, the whole counsel of God. Now, recently I've been especially speaking about tithes and pastors. Now, the reason why I've been doing that, let me, I'm related to this here, is largely I, I, I teach on prayer, right? I teach on certain things, but here, here's the deal. Like prophets, they're broken records. And they will keep saying the same thing until the church gets it. Right? So so let's say a church well understands tithes and priesthood. A prophet's not going to be talking about that. The prophet's going to direct uh, his attention or her attention 
to wherever the church of God is not satisfying a certain commandment. Does that make sense? And, and the reason for that is to faithfully explain the whole counsel of God. And, and so this is why prophets are always hated. You know why? Because they norm, they normally see, and this isn't a boast or anything, it's just the way it is. They normally see what a large percentage of the body of Christ is not seen. So they end up having to be the ones say, ah, I, I see that. It's not good. It's not right. And they're one of the first people to speak on it as, as the one leading the way where everybody else is calling them crazy. Everybody else is saying, why can't you just go with the flow? Why can't you just quiet down, right? Why don't you just talk about all these other topics that everybody else is speaking on? Well, because you haven't commissioned me. I'm not here to please you. I have to please the Lord. And I have to faithfully expound the whole counsel of God, whether it's trendy, whether it's popular or not. Right? And, and, and so, so, so with that said, so for example, let's say I go to Africa. The message to the African church, I guarantee you, will be different from the American church. Because over there, largely, their problem is a, is a spiritual dictatorship and using witchcraft to control people and exploit people of all their money. So do you think I'm going to have to go over there and preach on tithes? Nope. And Brother Boy Kanyo's from Africa. He just said facts, so he knows. <laughs> Thank you for the affirmation. <laughs> the confirmation. Um, but you know what the problem is in the American church? The problem is uh um I don't need a I don't need a pastor. I don't need to listen to, I don't need to listen to nobody. I don't need to pay ties. I don't who is him? He's he's just a brother like me. He ain't nobody. That that's how they think. Oh, it's just me, Jesus, and the Bible. I I don't I don't God, God did away with priesthood. There there there's no there's no ministers to there's no priest over my life. I don't need that. And so so until the church in the West gets it, right? then we can move on to something else. <clears throat> and so that's why, you know, you know, all my stories, I, I'll be a broken record. And, and, and either you conform to the word, because it's not about pleasing a person, it's about conforming to this word. Th this is what it's about. It's about conforming to the Holy Scriptures. And, and, and um, yes, I, I praise God for for God being a broken record to me, right? Because the scary thing is if God just stops speaking because I don't get it. That's a scary thing. I don't want God to ever do that to me. Amen? That's a frightening idea. That's, that's a frightening uh, thing to think about. <clears throat> but look, he says... Um, where is he at? Verse 28, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of God, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So he's speaking to the Ephesian elders, right? He's not speaking to the whole church. He's speaking to the Ephesian elders. It says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of God, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So that implies that eldership, you know what I've seen in churches? 
Oh, this is uh the 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 pastor's son. He's going to be the next elder. Says who? Because he's family? Did the Holy Ghost make him of an overseer? Did the Holy Ghost tell him to do that? No, he didn't. So why are you trying to keep this stuff in the family if God wants to perhaps do something else? People think that blood is thicker than spirit. You know that saying, blood is thicker than water? Yeah, blood is thicker than water, but blood ain't thicker than spirit. So it doesn't matter if you're in the, your blood, if you're a biological family, if the Holy Ghost tells you something different, what he says goes. This is where we're appointing a bunch of people that, uh, uh, as pastors and elders that don't belong there in the first place. Right? Because we're trying to keep this whole big machine to keep functioning and, and, and we're, we're, we're looking at the church as a machine that, that needs to be operated rather than an organism that needs to be nurtured. So, like it says, be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after, by the way, this is a verse that proves the divinity of Jesus. So did God the Father purchase the church with his own blood? No. It says, again, be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Oh, so God bought the church with his blood. Okay. But, but who is God? Jesus. So even though that the name of Jesus is not mentioned here in this verse, it, it, it speak is referring to Jesus. So this is a verse here that proves the divinity of Christ. That is to say that Jesus is God. Right? Because it was God's blood that purchased the church. Amen? <clears throat> um, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Okay, so these are the last verses. Um, you know, recently when I was at work, <clears throat> the the principal was lecturing all of the staff, all the teachers and 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 uh, the rest of the staff about how we're we're going to more effectively get the students out, you know, and, and and direct them to their parents and everything like that. But there's this one staff member I know that doesn't particularly like the principal. And so she had about two people behind him talking privately while the principal was facing forward to the rest of the staff outside speaking to them. And then I, I, caught, I caught drift of it. I was like, you know, she don't like what he's saying. That's why she's behind him, right? And, and, um, and so... I was like, it's going to, it's going to, you know, watch, he's going to take notice and he's going to try to direct them into the circle. And then he says, oh, I see a conversation's being had uh, here. Do you guys want to feel free to go ahead and share your ideas with the rest of us? They're like, oh, no, you know, we're just, um, you know, we're just, you know, and they just kind of, you know, they, they didn't speak up. And, and the, what, the point that I, I bring that up is this. There was already division, right? 
amongst in the in the staff because people were arising that were not in conformity to the protocol. Does that make sense? And so I say that because sometimes the most dangerous that sometimes the danger isn't necessarily always without. Sometimes it's within. Right? And I'm not implying anybody here is dangerous, but I just want you to be mindful of that because when I first got saved, I thought that, you know, in the church house, it's always safe. Can I tell you that some of the things, some of the craziest things I've actually seen in the church? I remember at the first church that I got saved at, the drummer, you know what he was doing? He was sleeping with his own biological sister that was a minor. And they had texts with one another like they were boyfriend and girlfriend. She was like 15 and he was like 20. And he and then he ended up getting busted and put into prison for creating child porn. And then one of the deacons ended up, you know, sadly, you know, and horrifically ended up molesting uh, uh, several children uh, at this brother and sister's house that were allowed to stay, that he was allowed to stay there. Right? And, and, and so I, I say that because, you know, we, we have to understand that God God desires to protect his church. Amen. And, and so um there there is one vision that's being cast. And as I as I cast the vision to this fellowship, right? There there aren't dissenting views. There are not dissenting voices. Right? Because that's where division and stuff like that uh, comes into play. Now, of course, you know it has to all be in keeping with this. And this is why I continue to refer to verse after verse, passage after passage, so you know that we're looking at what God has said. Amen? And that's the vision I want to cast to us, not the vision of men, but the vision of God. I want what God has to say to his people, not what I have to say. Amen? So, so, um, but look at what he says. I know that after my departure will arrive, uh, arise ravenous wolves. <clears throat> you know what, what wards off the wolves is sound doctrine. No toleration of, 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 of ungodliness. No toleration of the people of God being harmed by immorality. Amen. Remember, this is a hammer. This is a sword. And we wield this. Right? We wield it. Amen. So, you know... Verse 31, so be on guard. Remember that for three years, I've never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. <clears throat> so 
I warn us today, right? Admonish you in the Lord, right? That we would um, be on guard. We, we would, you know, protect our walks with the Lord. So uh, I want to I wanna close now um, in, in prayer. <clears throat> Father God, I just uh, come before you, Lord. And I pray, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that uh, you, you would begin, Father, to, to, to root out all the wicked people, Lord, that you would begin to, to destroy and to dismantle the, the schemes of the evil one, of the wicked one, Lord. Father, I pray, God, by your power, O oh Lord, that you would lead us into your will, God. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would strengthen your people. Father, right now, I pray that you would heal all of their wounds, that you will heal all of their traumas. Father, I pray, Lord, that if they have been subject to abuse, Father, that you would begin to heal the, the that trauma, Lord, that you would begin to heal their heart, that you would begin to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted. <clears throat> Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, lead them out of bondage. Lead them, Lord, out of every pit. Lead them, O oh Lord, by your outstretched arm. God, take them, Lord, out of the miry clay. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, right now, may the Spirit of God begin to lift you up. May the Spirit of God begin to pull you up. May the Spirit of the Lord begin to uh, ward off all heaviness and every burden fall off of your shoulders in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The Bible says, cast your cares unto him because he cares for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God, I ask right now for every door to be opened, every door for the destiny of your people, every door that has been shut, oh God, that, 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 that is intended by you to be opened. Father, we command for those ancient gates to be opened. Hallelujah. Grant us access into your will, oh Lord. And oh God, grant us wisdom, grant us understanding, grant us direction by your hand. Hallelujah. Yarama masari orobo kosara baba babasa. Rebebebes yarraba baba baba kasari orobo kosa. Rebebebes yarraba baba bari orobo kosara baba baba. Raba basari orobo kosara baba baba basa. Rebebebes yarraba babasa. Sister Mariah, are you there? We can go ahead and uh, 